Anybody recognize this guy? We talked about him last week. He is the tripartite or tri... Uh, huh? Trichotomy that we call a human. Being what he is, having a mind, will, and emotion, just having a will makes him separate from all the rest of the, you know, somebody wants to put creation and put the, mix the animals and the humans. That much right there separates him from every, every animal on the earth. You look back to the creation. I'm not going there because we got other places to go. We went there last week. All the creation was made. You look at it, chapter 2 of Genesis. And then God said, let us make man in our image. And I could, I could as I studied this, I realized there's a message See, God has a will. And you may like it or not like it, but God's will is going to be done. That's right. That's right. And you will submit yourself to the will of God. You can be in His will or out of His will, but His will is going to take place. He's got a will. And somehow in the wisdom of God, He has imparted to man a will. <clears throat> you can go over to chapter 6. You can go as far as chapter 6 of Genesis and see the separation between the seed of Seth and the seed of Cain. The difference is seed of Seth had a will and they exercised their will. After the pattern of God Himself. Now I'm not even going there. You'll have to look it up on your own if you get it. But, but where I do want to go is this three-part being. From our lesson last week, is he saved or lost? Well, why do you say that? He doesn't have an X on his spirit. See, every, every sinner is born with a sin nature. They don't become sinners, they're born sinners. 58, three of uh, uh, Psalm 58.3 says, they go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. That's right. They are born sinners. That old boy up there in Kansas a few years ago had that boy's home, and he said, there's a little good in every boy. And he raked in millions with that phrase. But it's a lie. There's a lot of bad in every boy. And until Jesus, until this spirit is made alive, it's dead. I mean, it'll take a work of God. It'll take a new birth. And it'll take the indwelling of the Holy Spirit for this spirit to become alive. I, I can't reteach that. We did that last week. When this spirit becomes alive, then this will mind, will, and emotions. See, see this guy, 
he, this body gives him world consciousness and he is, he is responding to what? Y'all remember? He's responding to the to his environment. He has five senses, so he is sense conscious. If that baby gets wet, he's gonna cry. If he gets hungry, he's gonna beller. And uh, and that's just the nature, the way God made us. We live in this world. I don't have time to go over here either, but you can go to 1 John chapter 2. He says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For all that's in the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life will pass away. Only that which is done by God will last. So, Everything that's going on right here, sight, smell, taste, touch, hearing, and you know you can, they can sell, they can sell you a gymnasium equipment or a diet plan and make you think you're going to be uh, the, the hunk or the gaga girl of the, I mean that's, that's who we are naturally. That's who this world can impact. And every one of us came that way. I got two notes here y'all take note of. Satan's approach to the soul is through sight. That's his main approach to the soul. I've got I got probably I went uh, I went I went down to uh the Psalms, and I imagine I've got 10 or 12 examples. There's Samson, there's Jonah, there's, I mean, the sight. And, and here's another note. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The Word, the Word of God. God's approach to the soul is through hearing. Satan's approach to the soul is through sight. That's a primary approach. So, and, and that gets to be important in just a second. So here's this. We could make this a lost man or a saved man and talk about, what I want to talk about tonight is the impact. We're, we're in this series on brokenness and the, uh, the, the principle of brokenness is this. Anything great that God has done or ever will do is through a broken life. So I want to give you two examples. What I'd like to... I thought about drawing this this way. And you can draw it this way. Here's... Here's body, soul. I know you can't read this. My pen's messed up. Is there another marker? Body's soul and spirit. 
I call this the target of brokenness. That's all that we are is body, soul, and spirit. That's all That makes up every one of us. There's a target of brokenness and we've got two shooters. In the lost man, the only shooter is the Satan himself. So where's he going to shoot? Through the eye gate. It's part of this body. He starts at the body. That's the reason that people buy pornography, right? That's the reason that Hollywood succeeds. That's the reason the movie industry is gigantic. That's the reason that uh, these little cheap videos Lester Roloff used to call the television set the hell box. And he said it's something like this. If you, if you know what contaminates you, the doctor will tell you to get away from what contaminates you. You can't get well as long as you're contaminated. But while we're telling our kids to stay out of the sewer, we're pouring the sewer on them through the hell box seven hours a day. Average in America. Seven hours a day of that sewer line running in their soul can't be offset with a 30-minute message on Sunday morning. You might as well get used to it. You're going to have trouble in your home if that's what you're giving them. So, so he, so this is Satan's approach through the body. God doesn't work that way, remember? He starts with a dead spirit, makes it alive, and then he works. Hey, you ever been anywhere and something inside of you said you're in the wrong place, buddy? You better get out of here. Of course we have. Every one of us have. Isaiah said there's a voice behind you. And you'll hear that voice and when you hear it you better follow what he's telling you. That's God speaking. Here's, here's, here's God's approach. Right here. So here's the target. And the, I call it the target of brokenness. There's a there's a target, there's a timing, and there's a technique of brokenness. And I can't cover all that tonight. But I've got two things that I, well, I can't even cover two of them. I'll cover one of them. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Satan approach first and show you. Let's just go over to Genesis chapter 3. I've got it right up here. Satan's attack. Genesis chapter 3. Now, if there's a lot of background material. We could talk about creation. We could talk about the, uh, the, the relationship 
between God and Adam and Eve. That song says, He walks with me and He talks with me and He tells me I am in His own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. That's from a safe point viewpoint, but if if we can take this in their creation, though they were they were like a baby, they haven't reached the age of accountability. They may be full grown, Adam and Eve, but they have not been contaminated with sin at all. They are absolutely innocent and naive. Can y'all buy that? The relationship is absolutely pure between God the Father and Adam and Eve. If you want to see the purity of it, they approach Him in complete nakedness and have no, there's no no emotional feelings. There's no conscious conscience twinges. There's no no reasoning out. Is it right for me to be standing here without clothes on in front of everybody? That, that's all. That's not there. So when you get to chapter three. First mention of Satan in the Bible. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. The first move of Satan is a move of uh, of subtleness, subtility, subtlety, however we say it. Look at this. Here's his subtleness. Adam and Eve are a pretty good team. When God made her, Adam said, she completes me. God gave her to Adam. That's not a, as you know, we tell jokes about my other half. We say, say that lightly, but that's just exactly what God Uh, made her to be was his other half. Maybe the better half in some cases. Maybe the 60% half. Uh, But Satan's smart enough to know that if he's going to approach her, he needs to do it without Adam being there. That's exactly how he'll approach every one of us. Yes, sir. He's subtle. Jesus said, The thief has come but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He's still the same thief. He's still got the same motive. His his, uh, target is just the same as it was in the Garden of Eden. So he's subtle. I've got to go down through this. Uh, And he says, Yea, hath God said. Now then, he's got them divided. And I've I've wondered if 
she heard God say because she misquoted God, remember? I wondered if maybe she had all she had to go on was the word of Adam. And she hadn't really studied it for herself. Maybe that's the reason the serpent is approaching Eve instead of Adam. There's a lesson there, and I'm not, I can't dwell on it, but there's a lesson there. You need to know what the Word of God says correct. for yourself. You don't need a tidbit from the preacher a couple of times a week. You need to take that Word in and digest it. And, you know, growth is like this. It's not just looking at the food, but it's ingesting the food and allowing that food to become a part of me. And this Bible is our bread of life. And if you get what you need to get out of it, you need to taste and see for yourself. And, and, and that ta that'll take some effort on your part and some time on your part to let God... It's amazing to me. I've studied these verses over and over again down through the years, but it's amazing to me what God... Every time you go to it, it's new. Every time you go to it, there's something new there that you didn't see before. That's right. I'm telling you right now things that I didn't know last week or last month. But, but she, she's, she's a little weak on the Word, wouldn't you say? And he's putting a doubt about the Word Hath God said? You really think that Bible says that? I had a broken-hearted mother come to me Saturday and talk about a boy that I know very well and how he's left what he did believe and now he believes something different. And he's living in a world that's not spiritual, but it's physical. And all of his reasoning now has shifted. He's one of the brightest, I, I can't say too much, but he was one of the brightest students I've ever had in a Bible class because he gave himself to it. And now he's off, off the trail so far. You wonder if, how could he get there. It breaks your heart when that happens. It could happen, to, what I'm going to say is it could happen to any one of us. None of us are too smart to take on the devil. Satan, so Satan puts, he gives that doubt and the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, verse 2, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden God said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. That's not what he said. Satan knew that. And the serpent said unto the woman, now he's not, just, now he's, it's not subtlety now. It's not, it's not a devious approach. He's not trying to plant a doubt. Now he's a flat out denier of the word of God. And that's exactly the trail 
Satan will take you on when you get away from God. I mean, first there's a little doubt. You know, you listen to some some hot shot on the on the hell box, and he'll convince you that there might be a little doubt about that King James Bible. And uh, then the next thing is to take a step and and flat out deny what the Bible says. That's that's the that's that's Satan's trail, and he'll take you down it if he can. Every one of us. The serpent said unto the woman, "You shall not surely die." And now, so 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 now it's not. Subtlety or suggestiveness. Now it's uh, now it's uh, now it's a diversion tactic. He's gonna say, "Forget about what what was said. It's not right anyway. Let's just look at what's available right here, right now." Every one of those kids that you're raising has to face that, and that's they're gonna get to that place. You remember when you got there? I remember when I thought, well, man, I've been living in a fantasy world. My dad and mother said it's like this, this, and this, and it's not like that at all. It's like this, this, and I got smarter than they were until I fell flat on my face and un- and had to had to drag myself out of the pit with the help of the Lord. Thank God for that. So, for God doth know that in the day, and look at verse 6, and when the, when the woman saw, now she's, now she's in the headlights. She's that deer in the headlights. He's got her now. She, he's got her sight channeled where he wants her to be. When you get in that place, he can convince you a lot of stuff. See, he's got. He is. He, this is his approach to the soul. Now he's in. Now he's into her mind and her will and her emotions. And so, uh, sight, I'm not going there, but you remember that message on sin in the camp? Remember when Joshua and his family were stoned? You remember what he said? I'm not going there, but in Joshua chapter 2, the Bible said Joshua told uh, uh, Achan told Joshua I saw that Babylonian garment and I saw those so many shekels of, of silver and I saw that wedge of gold and I just took them isn't that the way he works he raises a flag and says hey look at here you can have this and this you can be this and this you can enjoy this and this. And we suffer for it. And then we suffer for it. She saw. His, his 
Achan did it three times. In the book of Judges, Samson saw a woman. Before he ever got his eyes put out, three times Samson wickedly looked with lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, at women. I doubt if he saw anything like what we see. Yeah, I mean, you can flip your phone on and they'll, they'll throw you some uh, pictures that you can't handle. I, I told somebody recently, if you've tried to contact me on Facebook, you don't find me there much anymore. I took it off my phone. One reason, because I could spend two hours on it and and just and like that. I could waste a lot of time on it. The other thing is, when I first started looking at it, we got the news of Uncle Tom or Brother So-and-so, or that, and that's how we said hello. But now they inject that little trail, and do you want to see this story? you want to see these pictures? Don't go there. Satan's going to try to put something in front of you that you can't handle. And he's got some stuff you can't handle. You're not smarter than him or stronger than him. Don't go there. Three times, Samson. I'm on, I, I was going to go here tonight. I guess I'll go here next time, but David the man after God's own heart. When you get to Psalm 51, he's begging God, take me back, make me again, clean me up, use me once more. But What's the problem, David? I was up on the roof and I looked over there and I saw the most beautiful woman I ever saw. And I sinned with her and I murdered her husband and I called her my own and it was all sin. And now, I got, and now I'm broken. See, over here, Satan started on the outside. She looked the woman saw three things. The tree was good. Look at verse 6. The tree was good for food. And it was pleasant to the eyes. And it, it was a tree desired to make one wise. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2. Hang on to Genesis 3. I want to look at that verse and compare it with this verse. 15, I already quoted this, love not the world, neither the things in the world. I'm in 2.15 of 1 John. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. See, look here. Here's God the Father over here. He's, he's, in, he's, waiting, in the, he's waiting in the parlor for us to spend a little time with Him in our spirit. 
we're so busy with looking and tasting and observing the, the world that we forget he's even there. Amen, Brother Wayne. That's exactly what we do. He said that, she said that tree was good for food. This verse says, all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh. Remember when Jesus is in the wilderness, the first temptation? It was lust of the flesh. You've been fasting. Turn these stones into bread. You can eat bread. And the lust of the eyes she saw. It was pleasant to the eyes. Verse 6. He said in this world, all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and then the third thing, a tree desired to make one wise. The pride of life. I got a little note that I made years ago here. The lust of the flesh. That's a young man's sin. That's a young people's sin. Some of us proudly say, I don't have any problem with my flesh. Well, if it can't do anything, you don't have any problem with it, right? <laughs> if it sags and bags, it's not worth fooling with anymore, right? And then, the lust of the eyes, that's middle age. We see that over there and we want, you know, you, you ever hear that term middle age crazy? Go middle age crazy. I mean, that young couple marries and they're perfectly content and suddenly there's a woman over there or a guy over there and they go middle-aged crazy and lose everything that they had and suffer the rest of their lives. A middle age. Hey, middle, about middle age is this. Hey, I've got to get busy make some retirement money. I don't have time to go to church. I've got to have I heard a lady make a request right here in this church one day. Would y'all pray that I, that I, my husband can get more overtime so we can pay our bills better? And she, hey, they were paying their bills. i tell you what I've seen. I've seen that overtime take people out of church and they never come back. I've seen overtime get a husband so far from God that, a, that, that wifey, lost her husband over the overtime. We'll be careful what we pray for. Selfish prayer will get us in trouble every time. And then there's the pride of life. That's the old age. That's us, oh, hey, too old to, too old to run the race in the flesh, or, but hey, give me a position. Give me a position of authority. Let me be president. Can't even make a speech. Can't make sense out. But I've got a position. Don't you know? An old age sin. It's all that's in the world. That's what the Bible says. Read it again. It's all, that is all that's in this world. And I didn't get through with it. 
and the world passes away, verse 17, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. That's a tremendous concept if we could get a hold of it. See, the day he made us alive in, in Christ, he gave us everything we need to be the biggest success on planet earth that this world's ever seen. Jesus came, the Bible says Jesus came and, and became a partaker of the flesh. And I don't have time to go over to Hebrews chapter 2, but Hebrews chapter 2 gives you two words for that partaker. One is to partake, to fully partake. When it says he took part of the flesh, he said he didn't take all of it. He didn't lose his will. He didn't lose his, his inner being of strength. He could be tempted, but he would not sin. And you, now you and I have that very thing in us. We've got that Holy Spirit living in us. And it's not that we, it's not that we just can't resist. But our flesh is so weak sometimes that we, we fail to resist. We have the power. We have that all-powerful God living in us what we believe I mean if any man uh, be in Christ he's a new creature isn't that the way it goes that's who we are and in Christ we are more than conquerors through him that loved us so if we get in trouble it's not him it's us I I go back one more time I'm going to quit right here but you see, that verse says, that next verse says, and she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. She was tempted, she gave in and she ate. And gave also to her husband with her and he did eat. Now, uh, she was tempted and she, she lost her temptation but he wasn't tempted. He decided to sin because she was sinning. He decided somehow by, his, by because she sinned it was hey your neighbor can entice you. Your Friend can entice you. If we're not careful, we'll entice one another. We need to guard ourselves. We may, well, I'd never go over and do that. No, but you might gossip about it. You see? It's easy for us to get trapped into Satan's snare. But the beautiful thing is, I love Dottie Rambo's song. She said, I was going down for the last time, and no one heard my cry. 
But I thank God he found me just in time. He's with us. Peter's sinking out there in that sea. He didn't have time to say, our Heavenly Father and all of that stuff that we say. What he said was, Lord, save me. And the Bible said Jesus reached and saved him. We need to keep him, keep that relationship close. I don't have time to give you the rest of the story. But right here, on Adam and Eve, is right there is where they are. They're, you read the next verse. Adam, where art thou? Where art thou, Adam? I can't find you, Adam. I, we've, been, we've been visiting this garden every day. Now I can't find... Where are you at, Adam? Well, we're over here making fig leaf aprons. We're going to be self-righteous enough to go meet God. But it didn't work. And it never will work. You can't do anything to please God. I can't do anything to please God. It'll take that slain lamb and the skins. Can you imagine what those skins were? You ever skinned a deer? Hey, how would you, Jeff, how would you like to put on one of them deer skins? I believe that I believe that animal skin in in Genesis chapter two is a it has to be a lamb. He's going to be the lamb the whole rest of the Bible, but I don't have any proof for that. But whatever it was, it's a fresh skinned animal, and they wear the skins out. They got the blood side. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. They got the blood side against them and they walk out of the garden, east of Eden, and that that flaming sword is turned every way lest they come. God's put the sword between them and the tree of life. He said, you will not surely die. They did surely die. And ever since that day, every every man, everywhere, anytime, the the condemnation of death, it's appointed unto men once to die. So, here's Satan's attack to break us from the outside. I guess next time we'll talk about God's uh, approach to our soul to make us to restore us. I wish I had, I was going to give you both sides of it, but I can't do it. We're out of time. It's not hopeless. See? Uh, Verse 20, verse 20, uh, 21. And unto Adam and to his wife, 
Listen to this. Did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them? It was not their work. It was His work. It was not it was nothing they could do. It was just the grace of God. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. So we can rub out this X and the Holy Spirit's back in Adam and Eve and, and we're rolling again. It's a good picture of every one of us. Uh, they started out in innocence. They met the devil and fell into the trap. All of us did, didn't we? And then he came by. And we love him because he first loved us. I couldn't do one thing to help myself. He had to do it. All right. Let's have a word of prayer. I'm going to try to get past the target next week to the technique of the of the breaking as we get into this. We need to spend some time on it, so I'm not I'm not begrudging the time. The Lord will have to give us the time. Brother Allen, would you lead us please? Thank you for the message that you gave our brother to give to us about the sin that we were born with and the forgiveness that you have for us. We ask that you would be with the ones on our prayer list and that the ones that are traveling, be with Brother Bruce as he's off overseas, be with yeah. Hasties, is, is, is there coming yeah. from California? Just be with our missionaries as they're out serving you. We ask that you would be with our church and our church services.